Welcome to the Self-Acceptance Project. I'm your host, Angelica Ruiz. I go by she, her, hers. I am a current student of physical therapy, and this is a space for healthcare students and professionals to feel heard, supported, and validated with their mental health experiences. If you are a current SPT, pre-physical therapist, new graduate, or current clinician, Join me as I hold conversations about mental well-being as a first-generation graduate student. Hi, everyone. I am so excited to launch the Self-Acceptance Project. This has been something that has, this podcast has been something on my mind for over a year now, I know I knew I wanted to create a podcast. I did not know what topics I would cover, but the recent events have inspired me to to start this journey. So I want to thank you all for listening. I want to start off today by discussing three three themes. The first theme is the idea, I am enough. I have struggled with my self-esteem since high school. That's, that's where a lot of things start for many people. And I have wanted to share my experiences on social media to varying degrees over the past three years. I remember once looking at a Facebook post in a in an organization, in, in a school, in a student organization at the University of Florida. And it's a, it, it was a small organization, very intimate. We all knew each other. And someone shared their, their story for getting a tattoo of the molecular configuration of serotonin. And... I I wanted to share that I I had been going to therapy and I that I was experiencing major depressive disorder while taking classes and I wrote the post it was thoughtful I genuine I wanted everyone to know that I was there for them if they needed to talk to someone. I was very proud of it and I was proud of myself for putting myself out there. After after about a couple of minutes rereading it, I realized that I did not want to share it. It was... I I didn't I did not go through with it because I was afraid of what how people would react and think of me. And that 
that fear of judgment has carried through to 2020 to summer 2020 i have remained invisible on social media so to speak until now because it it was just a means for me to remain updated on news life events and it but primarily it's it it was just an escape for me in Gainesville Facebook is the primary method of staying connected because of the ability to form groups and other ways to remain connected that Instagram and Twitter don't really provide so yeah I can I can definitely say that I was addicted to Facebook at the University of Florida and this all being being overwhelmed and looking at how perfect people's lives looked on the outside both on Facebook and on Instagram inspired me to or encouraged me to cease going on social media so I deleted the apps on my phone in December and I felt great I felt free and I was I was not bothered by not remaining in the know about you know life <laughs> there's so much on social media now it's it really is important for remaining connected and remaining updated and it helps you form bonds this is something that that the forming of bonds i did not know that it can lead to that for me until january of this year when I started therapy again and I, I did I downloaded the apps again and I joined a couple of anxiety groups and I the the best one that helped was created by a uh, doctor of physical therapy, Gabby Whistler, DPT. And she is the founder of Mind Health PT. And she, I felt connected to her story because she shared her struggles with anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder and her mental health experiences so that because that was a positive experience I remained on social media and when the pandemic when everything was when schools were transitioned to remote learning in March I continued my path I, I 
I remained on social media because there, because of the isolation, because of self quarantine, and I, I have felt at peace with sharing my story now because. What the pandemic has helped us do is helped us to normalize these experiences. These experiences, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to mental health experiences. Mental health experiences have not started because of the pandemic. They have been around for all of our lives and I feel at peace with sharing my story with all of you now because it is it is being talked about and I I want to continue t talking about this when the pandemic is over because this is always going to be here it's, it's going to happen to all of us. I, I want to point out that... I want to point out that I say mental health experiences because mental health struggles, there is an association with something negative. There can be association with something sad. And not... Someone who is experiencing mental health struggles not all of it is bad some days are better than others some days people are able to take a shower that's that's a good thing that's something positive and some days people are able to get out of bed that is a good thing so by labeling it as struggles doesn't seem accurate for me so i label them as mental health experiences I I want to tell you all that some I want to lay down some facts for you all. According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, 18.1% of the American population has an anxiety disorder. Now, I want you all to think about this. That's that statistic is roughly 18 in 100 people. So I want you all to imagine two medium to large sized restaurants with an ample seating area inside, outdoor seating. Maybe there's seating on an upstairs floor. And we can also consider takeout orders. So two medium to large sized restaurants with those characteristics, 18 individuals in those two restaurants have an anxiety disorder. Now, I want to ask you all to consider individuals who live in low-income communities, people who are living paycheck to paycheck, People who work 
two to three jobs in order to support themselves and their loved ones. These, the people who make up these communities are not able to dine and eat at these establishments, at these restaurants. So I find that this statistic is incomplete because more it is more likely that these individuals were not considered when this statistic was developed so if you add 20 more people to that statistic that is 38 percent of the american population so I believe the numbers are higher than we can find on the internet and that makes these conversations all the more relevant. The second theme I want to touch on and I I want to add that I will be addressing that that self-affirmation i am enough in future episodes so that that will be put on hold Uh, the second theme i want to address is the self-affirmation i am worthy even when i make a mistake i am living as a perfectionist and a procrastinator. I am afraid of failure. I am afraid of criticism and judgment from other people. I'm afraid of not meeting society's standards and the standards that have been set by my by my family and this i'm afraid of not meeting the standards that i have made for myself and these standards that i have made for myself come from society and they come from my family part of what i want to discuss on the podcast is that idea that we are not here to be perfect. Our lives are not perfect. And these these ideas are okay. Procrastination and perfectionism stem from fear they can stem from the fears i previously described fear of failure fear of criticism and judgment fear of society standards and they can stem from fears of not doing it correctly not doing something correctly the first time they can stem from fears of not being good at something i i have been working towards meeting my goals at least halfway for this podcast 
because if I don't meet, if I don't do anything, I know that I'm only going to disappoint myself and excuses are just that, excuses. One of the driving factors for sitting down in almost the middle of the day to record this is the fact that I started listening to The Power of Self-Discipline, No Excuses by Brian Tracy. And this is something that I am going to talk about in other episodes, but Society wants us to believe that people are successful because due to their, people are successful due to their natural talent and natural skill, natural abilities. And what society doesn't want us to know is that that's not true. Success comes from hard work and effort put in even when you don't want to, or even when you don't feel like it. So I, I want to normalize making mistakes, accepting them, and learning from them. The third theme that I want to cover today, or address, is... Done is better than perfect. Again, this all, a lot of these, these themes come back. They return to perfectionism, being enough, self-worth, even when mistakes happen, and doing something, completing something, even if it, if, even if it sucks, even if it's bad. With... So social media can be, social media covers a spectrum. It can be really sad, depressing, closed-minded, or it can be joyous and free and supportive. Now, and it can also be, right, genuine and maybe that's another spectrum that social media can be on one side there's authenticity and the other side is superficiality now with social media there is plenty of superficiality and artificiality many Images and life experiences appear curated to specific audiences, to target audiences, and and there is content that is made to look pristine, perfect, ideal, right, amazing, the best. And I think 
for content creators and people who want to create communities, online communities, and interact with people online and interact with people on social media. I think it's important to consider that your content, my content, anyone's content does not have to be perfect ever. As long as I remain true to myself and accepting of myself, as long as I forgive myself for not meeting certain standards and for not doing everything that I want to do every single day, that is how organic growth will happen. I want to add that you can show up for yourself every day. I can show up for myself every day, but I don't have to beat myself up over things that I wanted to get done but didn't. And that is something that I have struggled with for a long time. I am struggling with it now. Self-criticism. So the idea of done being better than perfect is also important when it comes to trends like before and after pics. So the way the way that I think this idea is applicable to before and after pics is that we are as a society we are conditioned to believe that things happen overnight for us success happens overnight making money happens overnight and fitness goals fitness achievements happen overnight and that is not the case getting that 20 minute workout in when you really don't feel like it and you tell yourself later 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 is is not helping yourself in any way it allows you to continue that cycle of making excuses for yourself and thinking no the perfect workout schedule is when i do it five times a week but if you put it off you end up beating yourself up over it because you wanted to work out five times a week and it's very easy for us to build actions in our minds so much so that we end up not doing it and this is this is exactly what is ha- what has happened to me with the podcast i have built it up so much that 
it's I have built it up so much that it scares me but getting it done instead of what my other self wants to do which is schedule three episodes write down a script write down topics create an outline have a guest speaker to write plan everything in, in advance which prolongs the growth which prolongs the process of even starting and putting out an episode is not doing myself any any good and something similar yeah it this this idea of putting things off it can be applied to relationships schoolwork academics definitely and fitness and wellness journeys what modern journalism and social media have perpetuated in society is that idyllic that ideal highlight reel living my best life taking these gorgeous pictures on a seaside cliff in the Dolce and Gabbana outfit the the gorgeous heels the sandals accessories we as a society are conditioned to expect and see the after pics and the accolades right those oscar wins and bafta wins nobel peace prizes mark twain award we are conditioned to expect winning and achievement and praise and accolades before considering the hard work determination resilience getting back up even when you don't want to at all you just want to lay there because laying there is less scary than actually doing the thing and laying there is safer than putting in the effort and it's less scary than going after what you want and putting yourself out there. So society wants us to think perfect is best. Glamour is best. But the 
the trials and errors of messing up are not are not depicted are not shown to us but there's no way to get to a perfect cat eye on your eye than doing it more than 15 times or more than 10 times or more than five times right but those five, ten times, those ten trials are not are not shown. Only the perfect cat eye. And it's important to remember that part of getting something done is imperfection and mistakes and error and growth. And perfect does not even exist, right? It's artificial. It's edited and curated to be a certain way, but it's not natural. It's something that has to be made that way on purpose. But we are not that way. So... All this is, all of this is my breakdown, so to speak, of these three central themes of the self-acceptance project. I would, these are not deep dives because we, we can get deep with these ideas. I I just want to I want to start off this journey with central idea ideas to me right now and that I want to that I am incorporating into my life more and more every day Hey SBTs, pre-PTs, new graduates, and current DPTs. Thank you so much for listening to The Self-Acceptance Project. Check out the episode notes for helpful resources. If these conversations, topics, or stories resonate with your mental health experiences, past and present, and you want to find more support, visit my website at www.thelatinxdoc.com for all things related to mental health, PT school, and health advocacy. I want to connect with my listeners, so share this episode to your Instagram stories and tag me at the Latinx doc. Your support means so much to me, and I am so happy that we're growing together. Let's normalize mental health discussions and advocate for health. Talk to you soon.